Good evening, everyone. Once you get on here, if you don't care, please just give me a shout out in the comments and let me know who is joining us tonight for the Back to the Beginning week one of this journey where we're going to be pitching our tents tonight. I kind of titled this, we're going to pitch our, pitch our tents tonight in front of good, delightful, and desirable and see what that means and what that's going to take place. Make sure you put your name on there because as I'm seeing on the comments running through this, it's not showing your name. So make sure you give me your name on there, please. Also, if you haven't already um, added yourself to the uh, newsletter, please do so because I have a, I have a paper that I'm going to be sending out that looks similar to this. And it's, it'll just be a worksheet that you can go back and recap everything and do that. Hello, Charlotte. So glad to have you on here. Hi, Leanne. Okay, so are you all as excited? I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm so excited like that. Hi, Janie. So good to see you on here too. Hi, Denise. Thank you guys so much for joining me. So this is a big journey. And when I was really praying about what to do and how to get started and to move through this, this came to mind. I know most of you seen the picture and I even put a, a one on there that you can actually print off yourself to think about this. Um, I think about getting back to the beginning. Do you ever remember what it was like getting back to the very beginning with God? And I wrote a book. Let me get it for you. It's called Her Revival. And it was actually about getting back to the beginning with God and remembering that first love. But I think as time happens, so many things are going on. Uh, life happens. Stress, anxiety, the unknown, all those things, if you can agree with me, kind of sometimes get us off path and off track. And so as I was studying with this and thinking with God, how can we do this? But how can we take a journey together and can we pitch our tents to a place where we could learn more about getting intimate with God. So I had been reading this, uh, another book and one of the devotions in it, and we're getting ready to do a Bible study on it on Thursday night, the 19th in Paintsville at 630 at 404 Main Street. And it's about becoming desperate for God, getting that hunger and thirst back for God. You know, sometimes life hits us so hard and so fast that most of us, if you will agree, we're so busy going through the motions that yet sometimes we're not taking that time that we need to. So what I want to begin with tonight, so many things. I've been jotting notes down uh, all evening yesterday. I have several verses that I'm going to give you. I'm also going to give you some words to look up. This is what I want you to do with this. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I'm going to be giving you a lot of information, a lot of things. I want this to be your journal time. The reason I'm choosing to do this once a week is because I want to give you time to really meditate and dig into the word. A lot of times we try to read through the Bible in one year, and I learned a lot that it was a lot more quality if I just even took one chapter a day to journal and to meditate upon it. So with this Bible study every week, you're going to be able to replay it. It's going to be inside the group, but take time to rewind, listen, take notes and make your journal what you need to be able to go back to and encourage yourself. So we could not talk about getting back to the beginning if we didn't go back to the beginning in Genesis and talk about our lovely Eve. You know, Eve, Eve gets a really bad rap for the things that happen. And that is why I entitled this first place that we're going to pitch our tent is sometimes we pitch our tent in front of, here's the words again, good, delightful, and desirable, because that is the adjectives that she used to describe the fruit from the tree. 
And a lot of times the enemy is always waiting to manipulate the word, to infiltrate our minds, to make us think it's not really what you think it is. What I think about this situation after Eve tasted the fruit, it probably didn't taste as good as she thought it did. Would, would And also think about the aftertaste. Have you ever had something that's been very bitter? Think about the aftertaste of her decision. So tonight as we're pitching our tent, thinking about these things, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite places to be, and that is pitching your tent on the ground of consideration. But before we get started, here's a couple of things I want you to think about. What is your purpose? Do you know your purpose? With every journey, with every year, we need to start out to know our purpose. You were not made and created to be here just to be a mom, a working, an aunt, a sister, a daughter. It's not, it's so much more than that. And I always keep this on my desk. I know I've shared this with lots of you before. It's this little tiny acorn. And I think about how small this tiny acorn is and how it can grow over to 80 feet tall, 150 feet wide lives up to 90 years and thinking about inside of this acorn God packed everything inside of it to produce such a large tree so imagine what he has packed inside of you he has already pre-packed you with everything you need to live this purposeful life for him finding your purpose getting your purpose on the second thing is another word is providence providence means the proactive care of God did you know no matter what you're going through right now the providence of God is already in play pre-planning, pre-organizing, aligning, adjusting, shifting, and fixing the perfect space and place that you're supposed to be moving to, the journey that you're going to be going through. Here's what happens. We sometimes close our eyes and we miss some of the most beautiful, delicate movements of God. So as we're journeying through this year, these 52 weeks, as we're pitching our tent 52 places, I hope that you will go with me eyes wide open and learn to take from God the goodness and learn how to yearn for him, to crave him, to uh, just be addicted to the time and that secret place that you're going to be able to get to with him. Now, a couple of the words that I wanted you to look up and you can write this down again, if you're already signed up for the newsletter, if you're not, you can message me your email address and we can sign you up to get that out. I'll be sending this out a little afterwards. But the first word is beginning. You got to get to the beginning. And I put, I found a sticker that says every ending is a new beginning. If there is a phase in your life right now that is ending, that's exciting because that means there's a new phase beginning. You know, after the birth comes life, thinking about those things, the whole full, all the seasons and the cycles that we go through. But the word beginning means this, the point in time or space which something starts. Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God. And that is the one phrase, the one statement that you need to remember in the beginning, God, he is the all resources. He is everything to everyone that he, we need him to be. But we have to recognize that. And I say this all the time. So you're going to hear me repeat things a lot. You trust him with your salvation this year. You need to trust him with every situation. Our situations are minimal compared to our salvation and where we're going to spend eternity. So I want to encourage you to remind yourself of whatever that you're dealing with. It's minimal compared to your salvation. And if we trust him with that, we can surely trust him with all of our situations. But the next word that I want you to think about is the word map. So you can write that down. A map, and I want you to, when I'm reading this definition to you, I want you to think about this in a spiritual sense. It says a map is a symbolic representation of selected characteristics of a place, usually drawn on a flat surface. 
Maps present information about the world in a simple visual way. They teach about the world by showing sizes and shapes of countries, locations, of features, and distances between places. This right here is the best roadmap that you could ever imagine to have. It literally, spiritually, is the same definition as map. This is our guidebook. This is the one thing that God left us. The one offensive weapon was the sword. You take off the S, you have the word, word. The word, this is the weapon that we must use. And as we journey back to Eve, when we're pitching our tent in front of these things, we need to know why it's so important to know every single word. But before I get to that, I'm going to give you some scriptures and I'm going to read them to you. And I'm going to read them slowly. Of course, this is for you just to write down the actual scripture. You can go back and journal these later. And make sure you're picking and choosing the scriptures that mean the most to you. As a reminder, when you're going to get back to the beginning, we got to get back to the Word. we got to get back to where it starts. In the beginning, God. And that is exactly where it starts. One of the first scriptures I'm going to give you is Psalm 37, 23 through 24. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Now, you're going through a lot. I'm going through a lot. Many of us are going through different seasons. But how reassuring, how amazing it is that God cares about every little detail of your life, whether you realize it or not. And I was talking to my friend today, thinking about getting to that private place. And we were talking about praying and reading the word. But when is the last time we've stopped and we've sat there and literally just listened to God. We didn't ask. We didn't talk. We didn't conversate. But we just sat there with our ears wide open. Listening to the message he has for us. And his message comes from this word. Now this morning. You know I, I share on the radio show last night. That the word that had been kept coming to me. Was joy. Every time I turn around. Even to the song that was sung in church yesterday. That how joy is going to be your weapon. I get to work this morning. I flip my little calendar over to January the 2nd and it says live in joy. So joy is my word this year. And that's the thing, too. If you don't have a word, pray and ask God to give you a word and he will bring it to you multiple times and you will know that it is your word. So here's what it says. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand that should really encourage you that you may be stumbling, you may be falling, but the Lord holds you by his right hand, his mighty, righteous right hand. And thinking about that, once David said how that he wouldn't be shaken because how God was going to be holding him by his righteous right hand. Proverbs 16, 9. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. If every day, you know, we're making plans and this past few weeks we were, I was off for Christmas break. I had so many plans and not all of those plans came to fruition because of sickness and all kinds of things. I'm going to tell you the enemy worked on me. He worked on me hard for two weeks, planting things in my mind, saying this, well, this isn't what you planned and it didn't work out your way and wanting to get me agitated and aggravated. But instead, I really clung to that word joy. Because I am not, here's what I want you to know why joy is so important, is that if we remain joyful in all of these stumblings and fall, everything that we're going through, the enemy has lost. He hasn't got any ground to plant seed. There's no fertile ground where there's joy. Regardless of your situation, if we can remain with joy and choose joy, the enemy cannot win. 
And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of letting him put a stronghold. You give him a foothold, he creates a stronghold. I'm tired of giving him dominion in those areas of my life. And I'm going to choose joy in 2023. Psalm 31, 14 through 15. But I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. As you're moving through 2023, as we're beginning the very first few days, can you make that statement? I hope that's a, that's a scripture that you write down, you bold, you underline, you highlight, because when you're thinking about the Lord directs our steps, I'm sorry, but I trust in you, Lord, I say, can we say that with this situation right now, God, I'm going to trust you because you are my God. My times are in your hands. And we're going to revert back to the scripture in just a minute when I talk to you about for it is written scriptures. What was the Psalm? The Psalms one was Psalm 31, 14 through 15. Someone's asking here. And Psalm 37, 23 through 24. The next one is Proverbs 20, 24. The Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? Do we drive ourselves crazy all the time trying to figure everything out? Why is this happening? Why did it turn out this way? What am I going to go next? What am I going to do next? Why don't we just stop for that moment and really trust God like the scripture says that David said, but it says the Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? Why can't we just be joyful and why can't we embrace? Because every special, unique step that's been taken, God is weaving that for me and you. Let's embrace that. Let's enjoy that. It's painful sometimes. It hurts sometimes. Things are difficult. But if we can remain, as Cassie always says, to look vertical, not horizontal, the enemy is around us trying to um, discourage us, trying to distract us. But we need to remain focused with our eyes on Jesus. No matter what you're going through or going to endure this year, we have no plan, but we do know that God knows what's in store. And that's what encourages me and gives me strength every day, regardless of what I'm feeling. Like I want to just throw a spiritual temper tantrum on the floor and cry like a baby, regardless of all that. I know that he knows what tomorrow holds. And I know he's already pre-planned for exactly what I need, the strength to get me through each and every single obstacle or opportunity that we face. Psalm 119, 105 says this, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. How can we start on this journey? How can we endure this journey if we don't have a lot? What are we going to do in the dark days? When you are pitching your tent, looking for my little map here, if you're pitching your tent at night and you're going camping, you have to have something to be able to see by. This book is the, going to light our path. It's going to give us sound footing. It's going to keep us from stumbling. It's going to keep us right on the narrow path leading right back to the beginning with him. Proverbs 19, 21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but is the Lord's purpose that prevails. He created you on purpose for a purpose and his purpose will prevail. I'm sorry, what was that scripture? Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. How encouraging is it to know that on the journey, on the path that you're on, that you have the absolutely living word of God to light your path. If you can align it with scripture, every decision you have to make, every problem that you may incur is in this book. 
It will light your path and we can ask for God to clear the scales from our eyes to give us wisdom to be able to see what his word is challenging us to do. But what happens a lot of times is our emotions get in the way, our anxiety, our feelings, and the unknown really uh, is always there picking at us saying, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? What if, what if, what if? That is the enemy trying to poison your thinking. The next one says, Isaiah, I love this. And this is just so you know, when I read this, this is coming from the message um, Bible, Isaiah 48, 17. I am God, you're God, who teaches you how to live right and well. I show you what to do and where to go. How can he do that if we are not in his word, if we are not praying, seeking, and listening? And this journey for me and for you is I want you to get so excited that nothing can get in between you and your time with God. That it is a set time and a set place that you draw a very firm boundary around that no one can invade that space. But it's between you and him. In another book I wrote called Reserved, it's about going to the table, meeting God at the table, being there with him, being with Jesus at the table and soaking in every single thing that he has prepared for me. One of the things I talk about is quit letting other people sit at your table and consuming what God has prepared for you. And don't pull your chair up to somebody else's table to try to consume for what God has given them. Enjoy the journey and enjoy your time with Jesus. Deuteronomy 5.32, this is important because this is instruction. And it says this, So be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. And that's what Cassie says all the time. We've got to remain vertical, our eyes on God, not to turn to the left and not to turn to the right. Eve found herself in a very unique position where she was about to turn left and right instead of keeping her eyes on the Word of God and what God had given Imagine she was born in paradise and could you imagine a, living in paradise with peace, with all things, all people, all situations. And yet she yearned for more and her, what she yearned for caused such turmoil in her life. And if we can heed and follow the instructions of God, we're going to have less of that turmoil on the inside because when we get so laser focused on him, sometimes a lot of things in the world, we're just going to be able to shake off and keep moving forward don't think that the enemy isn't going to be hunting each of you down. Now you have a target on your back because you have decided once a week to set aside time to do this journaling, to take a moment to get closer to him. When you're making a commitment like you're, each of you are making by listening and watching and journaling this and getting into the word, either if it's my study or somebody else's study, you are going to really, you're, 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 um, you're staring up. The both angelic and the evil side, heaven and hell, because the angelic side is it, it warring for you. But the hell and, and the evil part of that is knowing what you're about to do. You're about to get to another plateau, another level. You're about to get closer to God, which worries the enemy because he knows the closer you get and the more you get into the word, the more stronger and courageous you could be, the more powerful you can be by pulling other sisters up with you and it is our story for God's glory, being able to use all the hurtful, hard things we've gone through to let them go and to let God use them in a way that will really reach other people and draw other people closer to him. We don't need to hide our testimony. We need to share our testimony because that's what encourages other people. A lot of times we see each other on Facebook and we've taken the perfect, perfect picture with the perfect family, the dog, everything. But what a lot of people aren't seeing 
is the ugly things that we're dealing with. And sometimes being real and being raw helps other people feel that they are normal, that your, that your life is falling apart in sometimes places too. But the one thing that we can all have in common is by having that personal relationship with him and being able to hold on to him during the roughest times, the roughest storms. Um, Psalm 119.05, I already gave you that, I'm sorry. Matthew 6.33, before we get into this last little bit, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I have memorized that verse because that is the way it is. If you think this, seek ye first the kingdom of God. If all of us, every single day when we got up, we chose I'm going to seek God first and his righteousness above all things, nothing else. It says all these things will be added to you. If you go back and read Matthew chapter six, all the things that it was talking about was provision and things that we need. Remember the word providence. God has a careful pre-plan for you waiting to care for you in all those times. But what we have to do is let go, take our grip off fear and worry and stress and anxiety they're bad for your health anyway, and allow God to provide for you what you need. Now, one of the things to think about is there's a difference between a want and a need, and that's where we're getting to the meat of the lesson right now before. I'm not going to try to keep you on here very long, but going back to the book of Genesis, this is where the um, the scripture is, Genesis chapter 3, and uh we all know how the serpent came to Eve and, and she was asking him, he was talking to her and he said to the woman, indeed, has God said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden. Here is the number one thing I want you to know from the, from the tactic of the enemy is he's going to cause you to doubt. He's going to question God's word. And let me trust you. He knows God's word well. So the first thing he did was he planted a question of doubt. Did God really say that? And then here's what Eve says. The woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden, we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. So Eve actually added words to what the rule that God gave her. It's important to know this word because the enemy tries to cause doubt to manipulate the scripture, which I'm going to share with you next. And then we have to know the scripture to speak the scripture because we're going to talk about what happens when we're tempted, how we can use that as Jesus, Jesus gave us the perfect example on what to do. So the serpent said, this is verse four, the serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. For God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Who doesn't want to be more like God? What a really sly comment that he made. Who doesn't want to be more like God? Now, if we're trying to manipulate scripture to get it to go along with what we want to do, even if it's out of the will of God, that's exactly what the enemy did. He's saying, you're going to be more like God. Who doesn't want to be like that? That's where he is quick to do these things. And then it says in verse six, when the woman saw the tree was good, remember we pinched our, pitched our tent here, good for food that it was delightful to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took from its fruit and ate and she gave also to her husband with her and he did eat. Now that is where, this is what I want to challenge you with as you're going through this journey. 
as you're getting back to God, as we are learning to seek God first and to seek his word, I want you to remember this. You're going to be sometimes on the ground of consideration. The enemy is going to try to play tricks on your mind. He's going to try to manipulate scripture. He's going to cause you to doubt. He's going to plant questions into your mind. And when you stand there, this is what you need to know. Let me pull this up really quick. One second. Matthew chapter four. When Jesus was tempted by Satan. So here's what I want you to think about. Genesis, in the beginning, God. Eve, the enemy, was manipulating scripture. Eve was on the ground of consideration. You're going to find yourself there a lot in 2023. You're going to have to make a decision where you're going to go back to those words when he says, don't turn to the left and don't turn to the right. Imagine what would have happened had Eve not done that. And had Adam been there also allowing her to do that? We don't want to let Adam off the hook either. But as you're looking through here, and as it says that Jesus was led up in the spirit to the wilderness to be tempted, here's what I want you to make. Here's what I want you to I want you to get you some for it is written scriptures. Maybe it's scriptures from what you have taken already that some that I've given you. And maybe you have some of your own that you would like to comment on here and share of, of scripture that may align with what we've talked about tonight. But he said, and the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said this, and this is what I want you to listen to me so carefully. It is written. It is written. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on a pinnacle of the temple. And I want you to notice Every single time the enemy has an encounter, he is taking Jesus higher and higher. Isn't that what he wants us to do? To believe that there is more up above. And he also said to him, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. And it says, for it is written, he will come, he will command his angels concerning you. But in verse seven, Jesus said to him, on the other hand, it is, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to test. Then on down in verse 10, he says, go Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve only him. As we are wading through and trekking through and hiking through this journey in 2023, it is a must that you get your it is written statements. One of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians 3.20, how God is able to do things far exceedingly abundantly greater than we can ever imagine according to his power that worketh in us. When the enemy says, you're never going to make it. And I'm going to say, it is written, God is able. See, we have to sharpen our tongue with the word and let the scripture come from our lips to be able to say, for it is written. The one thing that Jesus never did, the mistake that Eve made, was have a conversation with the enemy. As you're standing this year, you're going to find yourself on the ground of consideration. You have these 10 scriptures that I've given you that you can go back and journal and as you're doing that, thinking about what is going to be your it is written scripture this year, how are you going to deal with the enemy, not with conversation, but with the words of the Lord, the sword, the very weapon, sharpen that sword. And as we're closing out this evening, I'm just going to give you a few questions. I'm also going to include this uh, in the newsletter that I'm going to send out. Here are some questions that you may want to journal and talk about to yourself. Um, where do you long to be in your relationship with God? Have you made that? Have you got a vision for that? Do you see what do you long for that to be? What are you seeking? What are you seeking in your purpose? What do you desire to do for him? 
What have you been seeking? Does it align with the scripture that we talked about tonight? Are you seeking him first in all those ways? What is your word for the year? I already asked you that earlier. Think about what is your word for the year? What is your purpose? What is your vision? What is your, what is your, here's the other word too. What is your mission? So a mission is what you're doing right now. And a vision is where you want to go, where you anticipate to be. And the last thing I'm going to ask you to talk about journaling is what are the desires of your heart? And the real truth of this is being honest with yourself. What are the real desires of my heart? Are they to be seeking God first? Are they things, things when we can become honest with ourselves and honest with God, of course, he already knows that we can buy change so much and shift in such a positive way and really get to know ourselves and God better. We need to know who we are before we can become who we need to be. We need to understand our purpose. We need to understand God's providence and we need to wake up every single day. My dad um, says this so much. He wrote it in my Bible when I was 12 years old. We conquer by continuing. I don't care what you're waking up to every single day that you get up and you put your feet on the ground. You are conquering because you're getting up and you're continuing the fight. Don't lay down and take it. Use your for it is written scripture. Trust the Lord God with all of your heart, all of your soul and all of your might. Understand that he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. And, you know, I'm not, I wasn't going to share the scripture, but I'm going to give it to you because it is such an encouraging scripture to me. When you find yourself down, when you find yourself in a place um, that you don't know. I want you to listen to the powerful words that this says. Revelation chapter 117. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid. I'm the first and I'm the last. And the living one and I was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys to death and hell. That right there would absolutely just just preach everywhere because we need to realize who it is that we are serving. He is the beginning and the end. He knows all things. He is the source and supply of all things. Our Jehovah Jireh. He cares about the very details of your life. He created you on purpose for a purpose. And if you could just be so encouraged to understand that you don't have to conversate with the enemy. You don't have to stand on that ground of consideration. You don't have to pitch your tent in front of the good and the desirable and all those things that Eve was facing. Stay laser focused on him and start pitching your tent in places that where you're going to be in alignment with his word and his will. It's time we get ourselves out of the way and we allow God to lead us in that right direction. We do not need to begin 2023 bitter, but better. And there's only one letter difference between bitter and better. And that's the letter I. We've got to get ourselves out of the way and let God do a better work in us. For any of you have any questions, uh, please put them, post them here. You can private message me. I hope you've enjoyed this little um, study. As we move through, I will be sending out um, some positive quotes and some things that goes along with tonight's scripture. If you um, need any assistance, anything at all, please let me know. I hope that you have enjoyed this. I hope that you are encouraged, but I hope so much that you want to fight, 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 fight like a daughter of the king and not let one drop 
not one drop of that royal blood be wasted on anything on this earth, but other than to just give him glory and praise and honor with our life. We have this, we have one chance, one opportunity to be his ambassador, to move forward in faith and courage. So let's make 2023 a year where we lock our arms together and we're just going to go to war and we're going to win. The battle's already won. We're fighting through victory, not for victory. And that makes it a lot easier to understand, to think about. Again, if you want to receive the newsletter that we send out quarterly, but I'm going to go ahead and send this out in the newsletter. If you haven't, please private message me or send me your email address and I'll be happy to add you to that. Please take an opportunity. If you found this helpful to invite your friends to the Bible study group, these videos will only be played inside of this group. Um, please feel free to make posts all through the week about things that you've learned as you're meditating and studying scripture. Use it to encourage other women. And then until next week, pack up that tent, take off on that journey until next week when we pitch our tent somewhere else.